Welcome to another episode of Cadence in the Clouds, your podcast about everything being on your personal journey in this lifetime. I am your host, Karen St. Hilaire, your resident life architect and purpose alchemist. This week, we're going to talk about the fourth quarter mindset. Mm-hmm. It's all again, people. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, how are you? How are things? How have you been? I am so sorry that I was not available to do a podcast last week. It's just so much going on and there's so much distraction taking place that I have been off the grid. And then I got a little sick. So if you hear that my voice sounds a little off and then my breathing is even way off, it's because I had a minor setback this week and it forced me to, you know, reevaluate a lot of things that I'm doing, i.e., you know, everything for everyone else and also evaluate what I'm not doing, i.e., taking care of me. So I have been on a pseudo hiatus since Thursday. I went to the emergency room and it was, you know, when you're in these when you get into situations, it forces you to think about, you know, your current state of being and who's around you and who's for you, who's not with you, who's against you, da da da. And I did all of that and um, got some surprising responses from some folk that, you know, kind of shook me to the core, like, whoa. But, you know, um, God has a way of showing us, you know, um, the new chapters in, in our book, right? A lot of times, and I talk about that um, in past podcasts, that you will meet people and, you know, you have relationships and you have situations, but shifts happen and life happens and, and seasons end and or they just change. So it becomes a little bit more chilly and there are times it's very warm, but it's still your lifetimes, four seasons that you have to experience, right? And there are some people who are, placing themselves in a season of not necessarily spring, but a heavy dose of winter, fall, fall, winter, something. In Tehu, um, we all experience that, and maybe that's a podcast that I will do. Another bit of update that I want to share is that starting in October, towards the end of the year, I will be having some special guests on the podcast. And I'm excited about that because these special guests will talk about all things being on a purpose and being on your life journey, but not this whole like, oh, life is great, Shangri-La, oh, let's burn some incense, but some um, incense, um, like let's burn some incense, but it's going to be more or less like, yo, it gets hard and these speed bumps are real and these scrapes are real and battle scars are not just, you know, a door closing. Sometimes battle scars are scathing things that happen to you that forces you to go back into your back cave and recreate and rebrand and just move in a different way. So that will be coming up and I'll talk more about it um, in the September podcasts. And so that when we start with the guests, you will be able to prepare for them and enjoy. And what I will do in some instances is ask you for some questions that I should ask our guests so that you can get the most out of that experience. I hope that will be uh, to your liking, right? So this podcast is all about the fourth quarter mindset. I love football. 
But for the past two years, I've had to stand my ground and, you know, turn it off and not watch it. And it's been hard. I have not cheated, you know, surprising. I thought I, I thought I would break down people. I really thought that I would not make it through an entire season of football and not watch it. But I did, and I'm doing it again. And I don't even watch college football. It's so bad I don't watch anything. Because at some point, I have to stand my ground in this entire Nike 30th anniversary um, video commercial with Colin Kaepernick and everyone else and watching Serena go through that entire situation yesterday on the court at the U.S. Open. It just gives me a lot more vigor. It allowed, it caused me to say, hey, stand your ground. Stand for some, Stand for what you believe in. And I do believe that there's a lot of unfair treatment happening with individuals in our community. And, you know, not all of us can be on the front line fighting. Yes, you can be on the sidelines and you can be in the back office, but you have to be about something. So not trying to tell you how to do and live your life, but uh, she's not watching football. However, I am all about the football plays. So Fourth quarter, fourth quarter excellence, right? So there are four quarters in a year. And when you are planning for a great year and planning for your life purpose, and I told you we have this vision that we were given, and then you have this plan, and, and you have these soft goals, these small goals that you try to achieve every month, every quarter, every year in order to get to the big picture. So they are like bricks. Your small goals are like bricks that you're laying down in the foundation to build that house, right? And the house is full purpose, the realization of that purpose, of that vision, of that dream. And so in doing these goals, there's quarters that will help you stay on track. The four quarters, like businesses use it to track their finances. Um, you will hear that AT&T have released their um, quarterly financials, BMW, uh, Apple products, they've released their quarterly financials. And all of these financials are projected. So they can project that they will up sell, let's say, 1.5 million. Or no one likes to project a loss unless, you know, stuff is really bad. But um, they're projections that happen for these quarterly financials. And then when the real numbers come in, you can then gauge whether or not a business is going to make it or it's not going to make it. But sometimes you'll see someone either breaking even or just coming in a little lower than the projected numbers. And when they get to the fourth quarter, <laughs> it's time to hit the pedal. They write dirty. They go for it, you know. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get to the fourth quarter. But every time you see quarterly financials come out, that is because they have to basically put goals in place that they must report to um, different financial houses and their stockholders and the public for um, so that we can know where they are and how they're doing financially. Um, and it's the same for us. We're not reporting numbers. We're not reporting financials. We're not reporting, you know, wins or losses. But what we are doing is assessing where we are, what we're doing, and how it's working for us. So let's talk about that, right? So, you know, when you are planning your year, a lot of people plan their year between the months of... October and December, which is the fourth quarter of the year. So you will plan 2019 in the fourth quarter of 2018. 
Now, most individuals tend to implement everything in January or they do the implementing in December, late December. So then January, they jump right into the pool. But for others who are not as disciplined, they will say, okay, there are 12 months in a year and the top of the year in the month of January is when I'm going to plan for this year. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because oftentimes individuals begin their first quarter in February. Like you take an L in January. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that because I've done it in the past. It depends on who you are. You know what your goals are. You know what you have to get done and you know what you have to report to yourself and or others at the end of quarter one, which is the end of March. So in January, if you, if you implement your goals in in quarter one, do you tend to join a gym? Because one of your goals is losing weight. You want to lose a certain amount of pounds in a certain amount of time, or it may be a goal date. You know, there's the prom, there's a wedding, there's something happening. You want to lose weight, so you might join the gym. For me, last year, it was, I need to read more. I stopped um, reading a lot, and I wanted to get back into that habit. But then I said, mm, mm, I don't have any time. So what did I do? I went and I downloaded Audible, and I... Um, actually activated a membership for Audible. And in Audible, every month you get a free book, right? So when you get that free book, that's that free coin that you can use to buy a book. Okay, I'm going to buy a book. And then sometimes there's another book that's coming out that someone told me about. Um, I will read that. And another thing I did with um, the reading was one of the books that I read within a quarter has to be about the work that I do. It has to be about development professionally, personally. It has to be about purpose walking. It has to be about mindset shifting. And more importantly, one of the books has to be about um, being in a space where you can hear and, and speak to God so that you are able to pour into other individuals. Yeah, it's because that's a lot of, that has a huge space in my work. And Perfecting the craft requires me to consistently and continuously stay on the subject and learn new things and learn how other people experience it and realize that, you know, at one point I thought it was like a crazy thing. Um, I'll give you a cute example. Today is my sister's birthday and I, you know, I sent her a text about something. It was a, and I said, I don't shift on family. I never do when I get the pores, I don't do it to my family members. And, but I was pushed and pinched to do it to her and she was in a re space of receiving so but in order for me to be able to transcribe right and to translate what it is that's being poured I have to be able to read and learn the nuances and the new ways that it's being shared with people so it doesn't sound like you're crazy and kooky because I remember back in the day when I tried to share with someone and they told me I was bat crap crazy and to this day, they act really funky with me. And before I used to feel uncomfortable, now I'm just like, you're the dunce because I was giving you some good juice. But, you know, he could have been farther along in his life by that time. But in quarter one, you do put in, you implement what you need. In quarter one, you do share what's important. In quarter one, you do make sure that you assess where you're trying to go and what you're trying to do. And then you get to working. So... And then you get to quarter two. March 30th is the end of quarter one. You're in quarter two. And in quarter two, you're like, you start shifting, right? Your movements start changing because you're like, listen, I've been going to the gym, but I've, I've committed to going to the gym 
six, seven, eight days a week, and that's not going to work. Maybe I can only do three days a week. Um, if you're training for, uh, uh, like for me, usually from the beginning of quarter two, I'm training for a half marathon, which is happening at the beginning of quarter three. Um, and that training requires me to set a calendar of how long I'm going to be able to run, how many times a week can I run. And when you start, I have a calendar in place, right? But I set the times I've set the movements, you know, I, am. Um, I begin to run, but then within quarter two, I start to assess the comfortability. Okay. And the discomfort that's happening. So am I able to run four days a week? No, that has changed. I can only run three days a week. So if I'm only running three days a week, that means I have to go to the gym two days a week because in my mind, there's five days of working out, five days of exercise that's required in order for me to run at the pace that I want to run and or complete the race and get my body conditioned. And so in quarter two, it's really assessing your comfortability. How does what I've implemented in order for me to achieve these goals, how is that working? How does that look? Does it work for me? Does it not work for me? Um, is it that... I'm looking at what other people are doing and I think it works for them and it should work for me. Okay, what should I switch? What should I switch out and change in order for it to work for me? And this is the time in quarter two for you to make these assessments. You're making personal, and you can say that's a bit early. Quarter one, you had to, you had to have started the work. If you didn't start the work in quarter one and quarter two is your starting point, you're three months behind the mark. That's number one. And number two, you have to play catch up. There's no, oh, you know, it's going to be, a, no, you have to play catch up because in order to win, you have to be in the game and you can't be a whole quarter behind thinking that you're going to catch. No, you have to catch up. We're not going to start at quarter two. So quarter one and two, double up. Now, when you're in quarter two and you're assessing the comfortability, if you see that, oh God, this agitation is way too much before you hit the stop button. Not even the pause button, but the stop button. Before you hit that, what does agitation mean? Okay, let's unpack that. What, just, what does agitation mean? Agitation happens when we are being tossed and turned, flipped and flopped all over the place because we are doing what we said we would do. Think a washing machine. When you put your clothes in the washer, put your detergent in if you're like me you put everything in and you walk away when you put your detergent in you push the pick the wash cycle it's a what 27 minute wash it doesn't that doesn't change if it's a 27 minute wash or 30 but whatever the minute it is that doesn't change right so then you choose the temperature of water let's say you choose hot then you if you sit there and watch it you see the water fills up as if you have a front loading, right? You see the water fill up. And then when the water fills up, then you start, you, it starts to move around and spin. At some point, there's a little washing that's taking place. So you see the clothes jerking, 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 jerking. And then it goes into a spin cycle. That spin cycle could throw you way off course. If you're like me, you don't like heights, you get dizzy really quickly, these little phobias. Spin cycle is the grand dam of what I don't like happening. That's agitation, people. You need to go through spin cycle. Because guess what happens after spin cycle? You hear, and it's done. Agitation comes when you have stood the course, when you have Put in the work and you know you you've been going you've been jerking around you switched the water cycle you've switched the temperature you actually 
you know, you basically accommodated everything that was happening around you. And now you are in the throes of it all. Spin cycle happens. That's agitation. You already surpassed the game because watch cycle has already passed and they just have to spin you out. You cannot quit in agitation. That's a premature stop. That's a late term aborted move. And you don't want that. So quarter one, we implement. Quarter two, we do the work and we assess our comfortability. We experience comfortability and discomfort. And if it's discomfort, we shook it to the side. But if it's agitation, it's different. If it's discomfort, what kind of discomfort is it? Define discomfort. If it's discomfort that this thing really doesn't work, it's totally adverse to me and everything that I do, then maybe that's not it. But if it's discomfort because though everything is working, though everything is moving the way you want it to move, it is not what you thought it should be. It is not something that you feel that you want to do. It's working, but it's not something that you want to do. That's agitation. Stay the course. That's quarter two. Hey guys. So I love going out to eat and I find that every week my friends and I are meeting up for a glass of wine. We're meeting up for some fried chicken and french fries and we just love gathering together and talking and, and having a good time. And the place that we go to do this is the Rustic Tavern. Rustic Tavern is a meetup spot for a lot of our friends. And I must say that if you are in Brooklyn, New York, then I would invite you to visit Rustic Tavern. It is located for 71 DeKalb Avenue. It's in Brooklyn, New York. That is right off of Franklin Avenue. And let them know that Karen sent you from Cadence in the Clouds. Yes. Um, I talked about your four quarters and quarter one is all about implementation. And, you know, in quarter one, you know, you have to really understand what is it, what it is that you're trying to do for the year. And in quarter two, you are really pushing yourself to step into the work. And when you're in the work, you are trying to assess if something is working or if it's not working. However, when we, we go into the not working area, not working may be just that you don't feel like being agitated and agitation comes with the wind. It's not necessarily something that's not working for you. So you have to really define what not working is and what discomfort is and what comfortability is. So I don't want you to, to abort a, a, a mission because you're in a mood. I'm good for being in the mood. I never want you to abort a mission because you're in a mood. Okay, so quarter three. Reaping the wins is what I call that quarter. So in quarter three, you have had some losses in quarter two because, you know, you had to make some assessment and see what works and what doesn't work. That's the losses, right? And then there were some wins. So you figure what stays, what doesn't say, what moves, how are you going to shift certain things and, you know, what's got to go, what's going to stay. Quarter three is usually when, that's usually, it's, first of all, quarter three is in the summertime. You're not trying to do but so much work because summertime you're trying to live your best life. You're not trying to go back and forth with anybody, anybody. So quarter three, you're like, listen, it's either winning or it ain't. It's either in or it's out. And since you want to live your best life, you really don't have time for the shenanigans. So you actually push yourself to say yes, no, you hit the quit button or you hit the go button. So quarter three is basically like your coasting quarter. But towards the end of quarter three is when you have to really say to yourself, self, 
it's about to get real. And I think I find that to be really funny because one, you implement, two, you're really going through it. Three, you've gone through a lot of the hard spots. So like you're coasting because you know what agitation feels like. So you're dealing with it. You know what didn't work. You got rid of it. And you know, there's some speed bumps. You know how to go over it. You know how to, you know, gauge your, your um, miles per hour when you go over these bumps or you know who to tap into to help you go over a bump or go over a hurdle. So now quarter three is your coast season. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, love. Quarter four separates the men from the boys and the girls from the women. Quarter four will test your fortitude. Why? Because quarter four is where you figure out what you're made of. Football. I mentioned football in the beginning of the podcast. I love football. And what I love most about football football is the fourth quarter. <laughs> yes, the fourth quarter. I never understood why until I started doing the work that I do. The fourth quarter is where you see what you're made of. Every team, winning or losing team, are looking at the board during the fourth quarter. Every team is looking at the board during the fourth quarter. Every player, coach, um, owners, the fans, everyone is looking at the board at the fourth quarter. What board, Karen? The scoreboard. You want to know who's in the lead and who's losing. If you're on the winning team, you're trying to keep that winning position. And if you're on the losing team, you're trying to find that grit and find that fortitude. And you're trying to find that extra strength and everything else that you need, the ingredients needed to score in order for your team to win. You're trying to come from behind to go forward. You're trying to quarter four is when you want to see that win. Okay, so quarter results again. Fourth quarter, third quarter, again, a company has to give you their financials. Are they doing well? Are they not doing well? Fourth quarter financials are real because that might mean that you have to do some layoffs. That might mean that you have to switch out the CEO. That might mean that you have to shut down. Fourth quarter is real. And fourth quarter for us is just as real, just because we're not in corporate America, we're not the CEO of the Fortune Five. Fourth quarter is real. Fourth quarter is real for the mom and dad who are looking at their kid and they're like, listen, this child has got to pass this test or pass these classes or else I got to come up with this money for college. Fourth quarter is real. I should actually name this cast fourth quarter is real. Um, so you have created some habits um, and you have, you understand how to make moves that will work for you in the area that you are walking, right? You are working with two mindsets mindsets in the fourth quarter, in a mindset of newness, because you want the win. And if you want the win, then the following year, you may just actually replicate what you've done this year because this year was a complete win and just add the new things. Or if it's a loss, then you know, you're like a back at the drawing board, what didn't work and what worked. However, you want so badly not to have to go back to that drawing board that you really want that win. And I feel that a lot of times people don't talk to each other about that fourth quarter madness that takes place. Um, let me share that when I wrote the book, I did say this in the past, you know, when everyone asked me, you know, what did you feel about writing a book? I always questioned myself, like, who gave me permission to write a book? Like, 
who am I that made me a pro in this area? What made me feel that I, I had enough information to write the piece of work that I did, the body of work that I did. And even with doing this podcast, um, there were nerves with doing the podcast. Like, who are you to share? And a lot of people are like, well, you need a co-host. No, that's not the vision that was given to me. It was to do a podcast that will share information and help people. It's more or less like a weekly a weekly downpour, a deluge of, you know, of vitamins to allow you to walk on this journey and understand that you are not alone and understand that there are hurdles and pit stops that you will experience that everyone else has experienced, but there are also like greatness. There's like winning uh, moments and there are like celebrations that happen and you again are not alone. And so I questioned who I was doing this podcast. That's for a quarter moment. But as you can see, this podcast is happening. So she is grinding in the fourth. Okay. Um, you become overwhelmed in the fourth quarter, right? So now you are assessing the board and you, you, let's say that you are on the losing team. Let's say, I'm not saying that you are, let's say that you're on a losing team. You now have to assess what's happening. You know, how am I going to make this work? How am I going to pop this win in? And, you know, you know, who's going to be able to help me? And you have to basically understand that you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Why? Because here, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be judged regardless. You're going to be judged. If you come out from the back, they're going to question why you went why you were losing in the first place. If you lose, they're going to judge you. They're going to criticize you. They're going to say that you're not good enough. Even if you're winning and you're on the winning team, they will find something that they could have done better that could have taken you higher than where you actually ended up. So criticism is going to come. Judgment is going to come. You're going to be okay. Okay, the fourth quarter is where everything comes on you full throttle, but you have to understand that the scoreboard is there, the numbers are up there, and people are judging the winners and the losers. You have to figure out what position you're in, and whichever position you're in, it doesn't matter. You have to go for it. So how do you go for it in the fourth quarter? Here's the meat of this podcast. You need to create fourth quarter moments all year long. You've been putting in the work. You've been assessing what's working, assessing what's not working. You have been going for it. Number one, that's a fourth quarter mindset, right? When you are training for a 5K, when I'm training for just a 5K, um, usually when I'm training in quarter two, it's for a half marathon. If I am doing a 5K, when I get to mile two and a half, that's the fourth quarter of this 5K because I'm going 3.2. Once I get to 2.5, I'm here for the win. And when I'm doing, when I'm training for the marathon, for the half marathon, when I am running the half marathon, that's 13 miles. When I get to mile 12, that's fourth quarter. I don't even say 11 because I'm, I'm hurting. That's the fourth quarter. We go through fourth quarter experiences every time we turn around. And we may not call it that. We may not label it as such. But there's fourth quarter experiences in our life that we just go through and we kick in high gear. We make things happen. So when you are working on your goals, when you're working on your purpose, when you're just working on you, these fourth quarter moments can make you or break you. But I want you to understand that you're built for it and you've been doing it for so long. It's such a part of who you are. You have to tap into it when the actual fourth quarter comes. You have to understand that you've been creating fourth quarter moments. Another thing that you need to understand, 
is what your strengths are. What are your strengths? Here's the truth, and here's your personal truth, and I can speak to it. You know what you can do. You know what you cannot do. Don't try anything new in the fourth quarter. Please don't. Don't go into the fourth quarter and be like, I have a bright idea. Bright ideas do not fit in the fourth quarter. You need to work on what you know because you know what your endurance is. You know where you get tired. You know where your knees start hurting. You know where your mind goes crazy. You know where your mind begins to wander. You know when you just say, I'm throwing caution to the wind. I'm not doing any more of this because you've been doing this for so long. That's your fourth quarter moment. You know these things, so guess what? You should know how to block it. You will know, okay, at mile 2.5, I tend to get a cramp in my back. Let, let me slow down. Let me slow down. Let me walk instead of run. Let me take a, a, a goo. Let me drink something that has sugar in it so I could, you know, build my, um, let me take something that's going to give me some energy. Okay, so you know what you can and cannot do. And in the fourth quarter, you implement that knowledge and you allow it to work for you. It's not the time to come up with a bright idea. I'm guilty of bright ideas in the fourth quarter and kicking myself like, ooh, that was not bright. No, it was not. Okay. Hey guys, what does your upgrade look like? When was the last time that you implemented a new verbiage, a new language about talking about yourself? What does it look like? What does this sound like? Well, during the fourth quarter, a lot of us tend to talk about our strengths and our weaknesses. Well, how about a strengths upgrade? That's right. A strengths, a personal strengths upgrade. The strengths upgrade allows each person to recharge and upgrade the verbiage that they use to talk about themselves, that they talk, that they use to describe themselves. So when people say, tell me who you are, tell me about yourself, what do you say? Do you say the same things or are you ready for the upgrade? If you are, visit KarenStHilaire.com where I am having a really great special for the fourth quarter in you, where you can work with me for two weeks and come up with a brand new set of words, set of language attributes to talk about yourself. Add some glitz and glamour and let them know who you are when you walk through the door. Say it differently. Say it with power. Say it with strength. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so now I talked about, you know, you've always created fourth quarter moments. You know what your strengths are. But another thing is you got to start riding dirty. You got to ride dirty. Mm -hmm. What does riding dirty mean? That means you're going to put your pedal to the metal. That means you're going to throw a caution to the wind. That means that you're going to call in every favor and say, listen, I need to finish on top in the fourth quarter. I'm calling in all my favors. I'm throwing my chips in. This is the rainy day. We always say for a rainy day, this is the rainy day and I need your help. So you are going to call in everyone that you can to help you get across to that end zone and finish on top and get to that top number on the scoreboard because already you're being judged already you're being criticized right and then you're like okay i'm digging in myself to find the strengths to find the fortitude to find everything that i can to win and i really need more help ride dirty and call everybody else throw caution to the wind they said the speed limit is 40 Go 90. Why? Because you have nothing else to lose. You're ready for the win. Now, remember, this is all in a personal life move. I'm not telling you to get on Eastern Parkway and go 90. I'm not telling you to do that. 
I'm saying in life. I'm saying in the work that you're trying to do. I'm saying in the purpose work, work that you're doing, even in your professional life. What is doing 90? Doing 90 is going hard, going bold, going for the win. You have to know that you have the power and the strength to do it and you have created the avenue for you to do it. Use everything that you have done. Look back on your life and say, I have prepared for this for a long time and I'm not going to take an L and I'm going to write a little dirty. And the last thing is after you write dirty, understand that you have endurance. You have endurance to get to the end of the, um, to the end of the end zone. You have to breathe. Okay. Catch your breath. Who are the people in my circle that I can call to get an energy boost? Catch your breath. What was the vision that was given to me? Go back to your notes. What is the big picture? Put into focus what the big picture is and put that picture on the scoreboard and at the end zone and run. Ride dirty. Get that grit get to moving because when you are riding dirt and you pull your endurance muscles in the win is yours the finish is yours now let's be clear about the win your numbers may not move at the on the scoreboard but for you even in the loss you're going to see what you've gained you're going to realize that I do have what it takes to work harder to work better to change my work ethic in order for me to get a win next time you have what it takes and sometimes that's all you need to know you have what it takes I need to let you know like Nike said just do it you need to just do it you have the mental fortitude you have the grit, and not only that, the fourth quarter is jungle gym for you. You've been here before. You've been working hard at this. It's your win. Take it. Go home and celebrate. Follow me on social media at Karen H. St. Hilaire on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And I want you to leave a comment and share this podcast with a friend. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next week.